Welcome, you're listening to the Kick Knowledge Podcast, where we bring back hip-hop's fifth element. My name is Steven. And I'm Zach. And, um, yeah, this is going to be... Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Um, This is going to be kind of a sad episode, I guess. Um, It's not what we had planned or anticipated or anything. No, we have very different plans uh, for this episode. I wish we didn't have to make this, but... Yeah. Episode 34 was supposed to be something very different, but it didn't feel right. Um, Mm -hmm. Because the day we wanted to drop our original version of episode 34, this one, I guess. um, The day we wanted to drop that, something terrible happened in hip hop or. um, Yeah, I guess we can say that, right? I mean, March 31st, um, Nipsey Hussle was murdered in Los Angeles in front of his marathon clothing store, uh, Hyde Park, I believe. And um, I, w- I was des- devastated, man, when I heard it. Um, it's horrible. Yeah. Like, um, I woke up just randomly in the middle of the night, um, opened Twitter because I was wide awake. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Happens sometimes. <laughs> Uh, and I checked my phone, checked Twitter, and I saw Nipsey Hussle's dead. And I'm like thinking, this is a really stupid April Fool's joke, right? Because it was April April 1st, uh, when I, at least when I read it in our time zone, basically in Europe. Um, but it wasn't, sadly. And some, some dude, I think they're the suspect's... I forgot his name, Eric, Eric Holder or something, the suspect's name. um, He did something which is horrible enough already for any, killing any individual is crazy, but for hip hop and for the hip hop community and for Los Angeles and West Coast hip hop, this was, this is a a tragic loss. and, and I felt like, uh, or we felt rather, that we wanted to like talk about this a little bit and um, sort of, uh, I don't know, grieve um, together a little bit uh, for, for the state of hip hop or for, for the loss of a, of a great artist. And um, I mean, this happens on a regular basis in hip hop, not just from overdoses, like the tragic death of Mac Miller. But, um, yeah. you know, there's so many, there's, there's been so many rappers, so many hip hop artists, legends, um, that have been just murdered at a really young age. And it's like, it's, it's getting too much to count, like from Tupac yeah. to Biggie to, Fucking Jam Master J to, to Proof to Nipsey Hussle, XXX last year. Um, wow, like there's there's too many. There's just too many. And it's um, um it was um it was kind of weird. Like n- neither of us know a new Nipsey Hussle personally. Well, yeah. Um, I would have loved to interview him uh one day but that's not well yeah that's not happening i do kind of feel bad in retrospect because when we were talking about during our end of the year <laughs> yeah i wasn't a huge 
fan. That's okay. His most recent album. Yeah, that's okay. Like, I didn't hate it, and I don't, like, it wasn't anything against him at all. No. Like, it was just, like, not my cup of tea, really, and... Yeah, but, but I still respected him immensely, as anyone should, and anyone does, like so much people in like the hip hop community worldwide have, has shared their thoughts and exactly, yeah. And no, I mean you're right. There's um, for me personally, I really fell in love with that record, but with him as a rapper, just as an artist, and um, um, with all the stuff that he was doing outside of the music as well. And sort of the positive attitude for 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 um, you know for for a, a former gangbanger to really put all of his money back in or not all but like in, reinvest in the community that made him and to like improve the lives of the people that that are coming up in similar situations as he you know. That's yeah, just totally. that's just great, and um, the the weird thing was uh, for me is that to the to the exact date, like 364 days, 365 days before he was murdered in front of that store, I was visiting that store in uh, Los Angeles, um, oh, yeah. and that doesn't mean anything, but you know, but it, it was really um, kind of surreal that um, like on March 31st last year, I was there. And uh, it was really cool to see him, and he really, you know, people buying back the block, sort of that sort of expression. He really mm -hmm. bought that block, and he put his own store there, and he, he provided jobs for, <coughs> for the community there. And um, and then uh, a, exactly a year later, after that, basically, um, he was just shot down. And it's, yep. it's heartbreaking, man. It's... Um, this is a guy that, um, you know, that really, like, Victory Lap was his debut album with a with a major mm -hmm. label, right? Um, but he dropped, I believe, like twelve or fourteen freaking mixtape slash sort of independent albums before that. He was active since like '04 or something as an artist, as a rap oh, artist. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's it. it, it he was always, you know, I don't know, very, very prolific and very, um, really honed his craft. Uh, I, I really, I, I never quite, I was aware of his music for a long time, um, but I never quite got it. And then it sort of hit me when I was, uh, when I was in LA last year. And that's sort of, yeah, that's what we talked about in the uh, end of the year episode, right? When we discussed those records. Sometimes oh, yeah. uh, a record doesn't make sense if you're not experiencing it in the right context. And it didn't quite, like, Nipsey Hussle, his, his music, I mean, I, I heard it was solid, but it didn't, didn't quite hit me until I lived in, in sort of that mm -hmm. that vibe of Los Angeles. And um, and all of a sudden it made, it made a lot more, <laughs> it made sense, you know, and... Uh, I be I became a fan and I, I started analyzing his music for my research as well. Figured out just how complex the rhythms and the sort of the pitch uh, inflections that he used in his rapping were, and it just gave me a lot of appreciation for his for his music for its craft. And uh, I was really excited for him 
you know, to continue with this, uh, to see where yeah. he could take his music and, and see if he could really become an icon or just become a, a good West Coast rapper. But at this point, we'll, yeah, this is it. We'll never, we'll never know what he could have accomplished. Yep. Ah, it just, <sighs> it just pains me, man. It's so, it's so frustrating. It's really frustrating, and it's, it's starting to. When I heard about it, I just heard that he got shot, and I thought it was just, I didn't know what was going on. I just saw that, you know, something happened, and I was like, oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. Like, I hope like I hope yeah. it was just some freak thing. Kind of like uh, how was... people thought uh, Tupac would live through the uh, Las Vegas shooting, and then a couple days later, he yeah. passed. But Yeah, it was very, um, when the news first broke, it was very chaotic, I think, like, It wasn't. It wasn't quite clear. Obviously, as as it goes with these, as mm -hmm. these, <coughs> sorry, as um, these things go, you know. But I, I don't know. This this one in particular really hit me, and I I, I can't quite pinpoint why. I think. Mm -hmm. Well, for one, I really appreciated his music, and I think. Um, it's funny that there was a press conference. I think from from the head of the LAPD or something. And um, mm -hmm. and he was just mourning, in this mm -hmm. like he was praising Nipsey Hussle for being such a great guy, for for being somebody who inspired the community, who tried to uplift the community, and and for for uh, the head of the LAPD to say that about like a a crip affiliated former gangbanger, that oh, yeah, really yeah. says something, right? That that makes that. <laughs> If um yeah if 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 everyone from the from hip hop fans to Crips to Bloods to essays to even cops, um mm -hmm. he was supposed to meet with uh with the police commissioner I think the, the next mm -hmm. day to discuss um gang violence and opportunities for the you know yeah community and um fuck man. Fuck, man. It was just like, yeah, of course it's, it's very sad, but I think, um, I'm, no, it's, there is no, but it is very sad, but it's also, um, even though there should be way better reasons to celebrate somebody's work, this is a very good opportunity to celebrate somebody's accomplishments. Right. And this, oh, this yeah, guy totally. was 33 when he, uh, when he died. And um, mm -hmm. he left such a mark on hip hop and on the community. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, yeah, like it's, it's kind. As sad as this is, it is kind of, it's very moving to see ever like everyone yeah. in the sort of like hip hop community around the world like come together and go. This person was incredibly influential in his accomplishments and his music. And we as a community are now weaker because of yeah. because he's gone. Yeah. Like, and it's amazing. Like, I think we talked about that this with Eric Sherman. Even though like hip hop is a worldwide thing, it still feels like a community. It still feels like this tight knit thing. Yeah. That when someone's when someone does something great, everybody comes together and is just like excited about it. And then if someone's you know something like this happens, it's horrible. We all kind of come together and you know. Yeah. I, I just mourn together. I just wish like we that. could come together in a way that prevented these fucking things from happening yeah of course but, but you're you completely know, right shooting each other um 
it's um yeah it's 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 just painful i i i don't often get emotional from the like i get emotional from these kinds of things but uh i woke up in the middle of the night and uh not gonna lie i i, I, cry, I think i cry a little bit just like come on not this guy you know like you know what i mean there's like nobody deserves that but ah anyway I just, no, I, uh, I just think um, uh, it was a, it was a very painful moment. I was working on a manuscript that I'm uh, for for a, a scientific article on flow. I've talked about the research before a little bit, um, mm -hmm. well, more than a little bit on this podcast, I think. Um, and uh, well, one of the subjects that I analyzed was Nipsey Hussle, and I was going through the manuscript, and I realized I'd. Um, Earlier in the manuscript, I mentioned Guru, you know, from Gangstar. And I called him the late rapper Guru. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, fuck, I need to change my description of uh, Nipsey Hussle. That was, you know, that was weird. Yeah. He um, he did something. He did very remarkable stuff on, on, uh, on his verses. I analyzed his first verse in detail in terms of rhythm on uh, last time that I checked with YG and uh just like analyze the shit out of it basically and it's so so interesting to see that when when i sort of uh looked at where he placed his notes in in each bar and then looked at sort of averages or all the all the possible parts of the bar in terms of timing that he that he used you see for most rappers that they only use a a, a small set of options in the beat so they'll use the mm -hmm. one the two yeah. three to four and some some stuff in between but nipsey hustle used and i divided um his verse in, all of his bars in like 64th notes and he used almost all of those spots spots in the bar it just goes to show how sort of rhythmically varied he was in terms of like um the, the types of rhythms that he picked the um and sort of the 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 um, the delivery of those rhythms as well because sometimes uh he'll be a little bit before uh before the beat and then he'll be a little bit after or right on the beat depending on on what feels right to him i guess and it's it's very controlled it's very deliberate it seems and it was incredible really Playing no games with you niggas, pop clutch, switch lanes on you niggas. Duh. I laid down the game for you niggas, taught you how to charge more than what they paid for you niggas. On the whole thing for you niggas, reinvest, double up, then explain for you niggas, it gotta be love. Run the city, it gotta be cut. It's for the pieces, I took off the Monopoly board. Hey, y'all niggas, false claims, it gotta be fraud. Just keep the hood about your mouth and you gotta be charged. I doubled up, tripled up, nigga, what? Banged on the whole game, I ain't give a fuck. Body tripping, had no business, got my digits up. And when I drop, you know I'm about to fly. Oh, talk about this more once my uh, research is finished and I've got a, a sort of like once the article is published and um, sort of widely available, hopefully. Um, but yeah, just as a sneak preview, like Nipsey Hussle was one of the most interesting rappers that I studied. And I wouldn't have thought mm -hmm. that uh, a while back when I didn't quite get the music yet, when I didn't quite 
um, feel what he was doing. Uh, recently, I started doing that, and it was it was incredible. He he was uh, a very talented guy, and I hope this is a good opportunity for people to discover how good he really was. Or or and even if you're not like a super fan of his music, at least you can. There's no way you can't you cannot appreciate um, what he did outside of the music and his his vision for that and um, you know as a role model for um, getting out of shitty situations in your in your youth and then you know uplifting the community, yeah. uplifting the people around yeah. you. Mm -hmm. Is there anything we want to add to this? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what to man. say. It's just I don't know. I think this is. Unless you have something to add, I think. Uh, um, I don't know. It's just it's something I never wanted to talk about, but here we are. So yeah. <sighs> I'm just as sick of seeing shit like this as much as everybody else is. Yeah. Man. By the way, did you ever see the? Netflix documentary, the Who Co Who Killed Jam Master J. It's in my to watch list. I haven't gotten around okay. to it. Is it is it good? It's pretty good. It's some of the editing's a little bit. Hmm. I don't know. Seemingly inappropriate. I don't know how to, how how to put it. Like it's not the info. Like a lot of the shit. Like the way in which he died, I actually didn't know much about. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah, he, he, but it was really sad, right? Uh, it's really fucking weird too. Yeah, I haven't seen the um, uh, documentary, but I this was years ago, like eight years ago or something. I those two took oh, no, yeah. not I mean the murder was like two thousand, I think, but um, two thousand two, two thousand two, yeah. yeah, of course. Um, but I uh, went on a Hush Hip Hop tour in New York. Uh, in mm, 2011 yeah. when I was there and we also got by the location this the studio where Jam Master J was killed and um, mm. and what I remember from that I mean it was a while ago but what I remember is that the police like the the police headquarters or, or whatever um, was like right next door and it still took mm -hmm. them so incredible such it's an incredibly absurd, yeah. long absurdly long time to get there and it's insane because mm -hmm. he was just it's it's a crazy story um mm -hmm. just really sad and it's just one of those the, the the worst thing is it's it's not even it's probably not even the worst story in hip-hop yeah like there's so many of yeah. them mm -hmm. and just yeah like I, i'm still sad sometimes that tupac isn't here anymore and I'm still sad that we never got to see a third Biggie album, you know, mm -hmm. not a not a proper one in, at least. Mm -hmm. And um, man, yeah, uh, I um, I wish all the best to uh, Nipsey Hussle's family, to his friends, to the people that were close mm -hmm. to him, and um. I hope that in the future we can learn from this or not. I don't know. Yeah. Like as hip hop or the streets or, um, I just hope we can sort of as, a, as, as the hip hop community see that this is not the way to go 
And this is... I don't know what it will take to get there, but, you know... I mean, to be fair, to the be sort of the gang violence in L.A., is it's still... Well, it, yeah, but it's not yeah. anything like the 90s anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But still, you've, like... 80s, 90s, I mean. Um, yeah, but this is terrible. Uh, all the best to... to uh, those close to him and, um, you know, yeah, I guess that's that. Yeah. That's that. Hey, so some other news, uh, less tragic. Um, um, well, I don't know how long we want this episode to be, but I could do a little more. I mean, there's this, and then I just want to talk about this other thing, but other than that, I'm kind of, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we've, I, I think um, we've said everything we, wanted to about nipsey hustle great great guy great well, artist ninth ninth wonder well a few other people as well ninth wonder and then this other guy curtis king mm, yeah um, i see oh i see where you're going with this um started i don't know they started complaining about kind of the whole term lo-fi hip-hop that's been going around mm-hmm. and they had some interesting things to say yeah so ninth wonder just said with the tweet that he posted yeah, well, I think it was Ninth posted this before Curtis did, mm. but um, and everybody was arguing with him and stuff. I don't have like the full thread or anything, no. but it was just Ninth basically said. So lo-fi beats is almost every '90s, early 2000s beat, boom bap with a bassline and samples, sometimes filtered with dirty drums. Are y'all serious? And everyone was just like, because obviously, like all of the people I would say like who make lo-fi like that, they look up to. Ninth Wonder. So it was just like when he's calling us out, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, I do think there were some good points made from what I can remember from the thread of there is somewhat of a concern that kind of lo fi genre that's been getting more and more popular is sort of this, in a way, this kind of like gentrification of hip hop production. It's like, you know, which I Mm -hmm. kind of understand where that's coming from because, you know, it's all like when you see all these like lo-fi beats to study to streams, yeah, whether the like Spotify playlists or YouTube streams, and, yeah. you know, they're just very these like, it's very, even though they have that dirty unquantized sound, they're still a very sanitized version of where that sound comes it's, from. Um, it's uh, like, like to be, to be fair to that sort of genre of music, it's one of my favorite things to put on when I have to focus and study because it's like. But it's very much, uh, it's bordering, sometimes is bordering uh, the sort of, how do you say it? So sort of the elevator music kind of. Um, oh, yeah. I've heard it called, it's like millennial music. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> but it's super popular. And, it's like, I, and, um, and like, I don't personally have anything wrong with it. I mean, that's yeah. half the beats that I make. Suspension Loops out now on Spotify, by the way. Suspension Loops. I mastered. I shouldn't it. be like yes, mastered by <laughs> none other than Stephen Gilbert. Gilbert. I know I shouldn't be shamelessly plugging something on the same episode as you know. Hey man, got got a hustle. <laughs> a um, great tape. Check it out. But um, so yeah, this other guy Curtis King, he said like he basically said like lo-fi hip hop is diet Dilla. And then he just kept making all Wait, these jokes. Di- like diet Alchemist. Dilla, like Diet Coke? Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's Diet Dilla. What does he say? Low carb, ninth wonder. 
<laughs> and I, there was a lot of really good points. Like low, the, low carb ninth wonder is funny. <laughs> but, but do continue. But um, what is it? Chill hop music. Yeah. Um, they got on the thread and they like made a really good point and they were like, this type of like polarization I don't think is very good, and constantly like downplaying. Because I do agree, like within especially with with what Chill Hop has done, which is a, I think they're fucking amazing. I they're like, they're so widely really, fucking successful, it's incredible. But like yeah. with the live stream and, and all those millions yeah. of views on the videos, and then Spotify, it's it's like a it's a real label. Like they drop, they release work. It's not just reposting. Basically, it's uh interesting what they're doing. Yeah, and they've what they've done is like cultivated a really strong platform for producers, yeah. and I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That we have, you know, whether it's those guys on Chill Hop or whatever, like, those guys can be their own thing. I think that's what makes kind of lo-fi hip-hop so great is, like, the producers can kind of be the star. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, You don't have to, like, there's no, often there's, like, 99% of the time there's no vocals. It's very, yeah, it's, um, it's something that for a long time wasn't really, my, it's probably never really been mainstream. And um and now it yeah, really is. Yeah, I mean, is. of course you have, you know, like you said, you have, the you know, the people who ca- want to counter argue that with like, yeah, but what about Dilla or Ninth Wonder or the Alchemist? And I'm like, they're like the peak, like tip of the iceberg, top one percent of producers, yeah. and they've been able to make name for them names for themselves. But like that's. Like, yeah, I mean, there's so so many of those. <laughs> that's still you know, that's still you've only named like four people. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, there's a whole giant community and subgenre of hip hop beats and producers who are making great stuff right now that I think deserve. So then, the I think what that's is, what kind of lo-fi um, is done. So then, what is this? Sounds like what is Ninth Wonder's problem? But like, what is what is he so upset about? Is it the fact that that people call it lo-fi when he recognizes it as something that's been done, like as if it's a new thing or something? Or is it... I think that's what his... Because I've heard similar criticisms like that where it's like, oh, is this lo-fi? I remember when John Wayne used to do fucking Twitch streams. Yeah. And he would make beats and stuff and people would be like, oh, is this lo-fi? Are you going to make lo-fi? And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, like and he kind of went on a rant one time about like, people think lo-fi is like this new thing and he's like that's literally like when he started making beats 10 years yeah. prior like that's what that's the kind of stuff they were making is like dylan ninth wonder stuff so it was like just because it's got all this like attention on spotify and youtube and stuff people were like oh wow this is a cool new thing when it's like no and i i mean i agree with that like and i would say that the majority or at least the, a lot of the producers I listen to have the understanding of, they understand where the culture is yeah. from, where, you know, the breaks that they sample are from, where, like, they have a very good understanding of hip-hop. Yeah, I think it's... History yeah. and sampling and... But I, 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 I don't think the fans, so the listeners to, like, yes, chill-hop or something, they I, don't know do because they're, like, like, they might be 14 years old. Um, Yeah, and... A lot of, like, when it comes to, like, the approach of kind of making lo-fi nowadays, a lot of it is kind of counter what has been considered, like, you know, if you read Joseph Schloss's um, Making Beats book, it's, like, going completely against all the those rules. Like, a lot of guys, including myself, 
and I, I will call myself out this like don't sample on vinyl. Sometimes we'll just find shit on YouTube and be like, oh, all right, whatever. You know, and that's super like, oh, you guys are just gonna like look shit up on Spotify. And to me, I'm just like, yeah, well, I don't care. Eric fucking like, Sermon good. does that as well. Yeah, exactly. So, like the second he said that, I was like, fine. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm if it's good enough for EPMD, like, it's good enough for me. That's uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I I do feel like, and this is not necessarily. Uh, this is maybe a little bit outside of the scope of this particular ninth wonder initiated conversation um i do feel like sometimes um the music in sort of those lo-fi youtube playlists is a little bit derivative in the sense that it's it's starting to follow just a template like um like if you want to make like the recipe for like a sort of relaxed sort of chill hoppy hip-hop lo-fi beat would be to like get a find like some classical piece with some piano in it loop the piano put some sloppy drums underneath that are um like preferably like a rim shot or something you know not a like a hard snare or anything and then uh Mm -hmm. like put some bass to it put some vinyl crackle underneath and uh you know you're all you're sort of good to go <laughs> yeah so and it's and it's like yeah there, but the, but there are so many like, really creative artists within lo-fi sorry i was talking through you oh yeah i mean i've w- one guy i've been listening to like obsessively the past few weeks yeah um is dibiase because he's just fucking brilliant yeah he's so good mm-hmm. and like so, and the reason why is his shit sounds so good is because he doesn't he has his own sound like he like when you hear a Dibiase beat you fucking know it's him mm-hmm. you just know like I don't know if there's a way I can describe it I think I actually was at um uh electronic music convention thing this past weekend called Bristronica mm, nice um and uh one of the like keynote lecturers or whatever was a uh, DJ Crest who's like one of the pioneers of drum and bass um and he did like a whole lecture on just talking about like how to get yourself motivated to like making music and making an album and stuff and it was so it was one of like the most motivational speeches like i've ever sat through Mm. because he was just like don't don't just worry about like sticking to your genre just make just create make whatever is you yeah Yeah, make whatever is you don't just try to make drum and bass don't just try to make hip-hop and if and if it comes out like just pure drum and bass or pure hip-hop that's fine yeah, but if it comes like, out like, like a sort of a, a a weird scientist kind of, um, mad scientist kind of like uh, uh, I don't know, weird combination of Frankenstein, like ten, d- of- yeah, Frankenstein, Frankensteinian com- uh, combination of of multiple genres. Then that's fine he said, too. It was funny. If it's something completely new, is even yeah, better. He said when he was making drone bass, he didn't even like that wasn't even a term yet. Like, he just thought he was just yeah, making hip-hop. That's funny. And then everybody fucking hated it. And he was just like, all right, well, whatever. Fuck you. I'm going to make whatever I want. And then, then eventually it just became what is known today as drum and bass. Uh, so he he thought of it as, as yeah. hip-hop. I always, I wonder what, um, it's like, there's some books and stuff written on this or documentaries. But I wonder what, like, guys like Cool Herc, before even the term hip-hop or 
how they thought of their music. Did they, you know? I know. Uh, like it's, uh, I was watching like an African Bambata interview and he said they just called it breaks. Like breaks, breaks music. Right? Yeah. Like they would go to record stores and they like would have a separate, because that's what, like if you were a DJ especially, that's what you were looking for were the breaks. So. Yeah. I feel like on, honestly, like the term hip hop is very dear to my heart, but breaks <laughs> does sound a little cooler. I mean, <laughs> well, it's interesting, especially, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with the term lo-fi. Because it kind of differentiates, not necessarily the sound, but the approach. Like it implies that whoever's yeah. making it is most likely, like, made it in their bedroom on an SP four hundred four. Yeah, or, a, or yes. maybe even if it is on their laptop, like it doesn't matter. But like, because like basically at this point, lo, lo- fi it has a di diy yeah, like to it. Lo fi is like just another term for like not tr- current commercial. <laughs> If like not trap, not you know, yeah. and even still, like I hear lo-fi artists who make trap, which is fine, but it still has that similar approach of like, hey, I'm gonna make this while smoking a joint at two in the morning in my bedroom. Like you're not in a studio, you're not like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like not like producing Cardi B's next album or something. It's like you're by <laughs> yourself, you're alone, you're yeah. or maybe you are with friends, but it's more like DIY like yeah. approach to it that's basically but what so then how do you what do you feel like because that implies that the fact that it's lo-fi is because it didn't because you didn't have access to um the equipment or something that you needed to make it hi-fi so to say but then that's not really the case because you can also make hi-fi oh, yeah. music in your bedroom so how do you feel about sort of um artificially making it sound lo-fi well that's like, at that point artific- that's like i mean that kind of is though though not everyone i mean obviously people have the ability to make hi-fi music but they might not have like you know good mastering software or anything so even still it's like yeah um they might just have a you know guys like steve lacy lacy they just have they literally have a phone and that's it like are they start that's yeah, how they start that's out. not why that's not why guys at the vinyl crackle you know yeah, but I mean? I, so at that point, it's like a conscious decision of like, I want it to sound like yeah. this because I can make it sound like yeah. this. I can't make it sound like, you know, a million dollars worth of this pr- beat I, or something. Pr- yes, but I prefer this aesthetic mm. of sort of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. I think there's, um, um, I think you can tell, and I don't know, know exactly how, but I think you can tell when it's authentic and when it's not. And, oh, yeah. I, and, and that's often the case in, in many uh forms of hip-hop or music um i think it's harder to tell for hi-fi music um whether it's authentic or not maybe uh if it's all very very produced Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um but yeah so how do you where where do you stand in this debate uh team ninth wonder team chill hop i think think they have like i mean guys like ninth i mean i'm gonna respect like whatever they say unless it's like completely oh yeah of course um yeah unless he pulls a Kanye yeah, or something but um <laughs> I think he raises a good point and I think a lot of people raise a good point that like we need to make sure that um this kind of genre really isn't like gentrifying the culture that it came from because I think there is yeah. a, a risk of I feel like uh, like a lot of the times like with lo-fi included like it's a way of kind of for lack of a better term like whitening the genre you know, like mm. when trip hop came out, the reason why trip hop stuck, even though guys like Massive Attack and Tricky and stuff, they were in their mind were making hip hop. It's just kind of like their take on yeah. it. But 
you know, record yeah. labels and stuff, they're like, oh, we want, we don't want to be associated with like the gangster rap, you know. So let's call it trip hop, mm. for, so it can appeal more to the white kids, you know. Like so much of like kind of offshoots and subgenres of hip hop is kind of it's become a way of marketing yeah. to you know white audience, and then it becomes a sort of gentrification. And yeah, it gets really popular, but then it completely loses, you know, any sort of resemblance resemblance of the culture that it came from. Yeah. Hmm. And then, that's unfortunately um, the case of a lot of African diasporic music. <laughs> Period. Yeah, I mean, that's so sort of, so I yeah. think that criticism <laughs> kind of the story, is right? completely yeah. valid. But to say it's, I mean, people are going to make whatever they want to make, and they're going to listen to whatever they want to listen to. So I mean, and I think overall, I think especially when we're talking about people like Chill Hop and you know all these great, like I like I was in Salzburg. Like in December, and I saw like yeah, uh, this guy Devloop, who's this like beat maker in Salzburg, and it was fucking right, amazing. Yeah. And like the culture that like they got it, even though it was a bunch of white Austrian people, like it was so like it felt so comfortable, yeah. and it was so raw and live, and it was such so a great in touch yeah. With, like they, yeah. yeah, I mean they might sense it. I mean obviously it was incredibly white, so I mean. They obviously have some shortcomings, but um, that being said, it's like, that's kind of all I, and I would say a lot of people in the hip hop community like want to see happening is an understanding of where this sort of culture, and that sounds very vague when I'm just saying like the culture, the culture, that term gets used a lot in hip hop sort of. Do it for the culture. Yeah. Culture, and sort vulture. of like yeah, hip hop yeah, discord yeah, yeah. is like that. That's just a very. It seems like a very big term, but like when, because when we, you and me talk about it, like we both get what that means. Um, yes. We'll say that you know guys like Ninth Wonder and Alchemist and stuff. Like I mean, they've been doing mm-hmm. this quote unquote lo-fi stuff, whatever you want to call it, since like most of. I would say since most. They've been making beats like that before most lo-fi producers have been alive. <laughs> you know, you see yeah. all these, you know, and I've been to a bunch of like, you know, beat making or like, I've been to a bunch of beat sets and stuff. And most of these guys are like under 25. They're like my age or younger. Yeah. And that like, they make really fucking good music. But like guys like Ninth, it's like, he's been, he's twice your age. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I think he knows what the fuck he's talking about. He's literally <laughs> made more beats than the years you've lived or, or he's been making beats yeah. longer than you've been alive. So, well, he's definitely made more beats than the years. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I see what you, yeah, I know what you mean. Hey, I have a final question on this issue for you. Um, so lo-fi on YouTube, like it kind of, kind of has this underground feel to it. But if you really look at the numbers, it's, it's one of the biggest, uh, uh, most popular genres of music right now, right? Like, I think last year Genius did an article on the emergence of the sort of lo-fi playlists on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, when when do we when do you think we're gonna see like mainstream artists like I know you mentioned the next Cardi B album or something? Oh, when do happen. you think we're gonna... trap still you know in the mainstream, but I'm sure lo-fi will get. It's unfor- I don't know. I mean, I'd like to hope that. Are we seeing not- it already? 
is can you because i think we, the way are there artists that are like rapping or singing over i mean that's a really lo-fi beats in pop that's a really great question that's a really really great question because i don't know because when it comes to you know quote unquote the mainstream i don't even really know what that means anymore it's so a, guys yeah, like, i mean um, it's this producer that what, i've uh performed I've sort of kind of opened for and like I really love his music a lot. He's called the Deli. He's this producer in Austin. Hmm. Um, you know, and he's I guess you would call him underground, but then he has like fucking almost two million followers on Spotify. Like you know, and he's going to That's tour crazy. he's going on tour in Spain yeah. and like all this cool shit. Yeah. And it's like, but if I like my parents don't know who he is. Like so it's like I don't know. And that he's that's making a huge, internet, of huge impact that's, on like yeah. beats and lo-fi hip hop. Like he's on all those lo-fi Spotify playlists, and yeah. But so in within the, this specific culture and world, it's like he's making it. He's made celebrity, it, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah, um, Inter- very interesting. I'm starting to like. Well, I'm thinking of Ninth Wonder. Where where do we categorize like? The beats that Rhapsody raps over, or like, uh, what was the Duckworth track on Damn? Um, that was Ninth yeah, is Wonders. That lo-fi? What or, is that? Like, I don't know. Is that is that lo-fi? I mean, it's it's really well mastered. It's totally, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, what 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 point does it um become lo-fi, or is it no longer lo-fi when it's on a major label record? Or so, I, it's 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 so because um, you know Ninth made that beat, but he also made that beat using machine i think it was the was it machine studio or it's literally the same software that i use so i mean yeah i know (laughs) and um uh, um uh there's this the one of those rhapsody beats on um uh i think it was the indie 500 record yeah with uh yeah that one um like one of those beats you can see the making of of it on his uh uh, rhythm roulette episode and you just see the whole process and it's sampling from the record and it's just you know so and that like as a setting that looked very lo-fi he was just sitting behind a desk with a laptop and a machine and a record player and that was it you know so um that's not a hi-fi high-end studio where he made that beat so i, I don't know mm. you know i don't it's a it's a difficult question i think um it's something to watch out for. I would predict that I'm actually very surprised that um, sort of mainstream rap music hasn't adopted lo-fi more. Hey, um, let's wrap this up. Um, is there anything we want to mention before we uh, say goodbye to the people? Um, R.I.P. Yes. Yeah. Peace out, man. Nipsey. Um, yeah, we're gonna miss him. I know I am. And uh Ninth Wonder, keep rocking for the culture. Um we might not always agree with him, but he's a he's a legend and it's important for people to listen to what he has to say about hip hop production because if we're not gonna listen to Ninth Wonder, then who are we gonna listen yeah. to? You know what I mean? So uh yeah, I guess with that being said, make sure to follow us on Twitter. Uh you know. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, send us messages, tweet us, DM us, uh, get into the replies and and talk to us about um, whatever you might think is interesting about hip hop or, well, yeah, about hip hop and music and um, follow us, check us out on iTunes, check us out on 
our website, uh, you know where to find us. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this. So, you know, peace. Yeah, peace. Ask me if I'm trying to acknowledge, 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 acknowledge